0: How to Create a Glitch Monologues Season 20 Chapter 1 This is Season 20 of How to Create a Glitch in the Matrix Monologues Episode 1. In this episode, we will be talking about physical acts of intimacy in the context of one's consensual reality. We will be discussing consensual realities that result from such acts. To start off, there is no more powerful connection between two people than that which follows or anticipates an intimate act. At its barest, intimacy results from and recapitulates the gateways which exist between people. But it also reflects a linking of the bodily rhythms of the people involved. The sequential linking of sensation, feeling and tension release generates through the orientations of the individuals involved a consensual reality, just as the tonic and dominant generate one in a social exchange. What this means practically, is that the first orientation individual and second orientation individual can join their expectations through the act. The goal of consensual intimacy is generally satisfied by the expectation matching. But practically, the act of intimacy also grants the participants confidence in the actions of their partner, a kind of inertia to their consensual reality. More importantly, what is it to release tension in this fashion? To achieve sensation as pleasure when an individual is in the thick of tension, before a release, their being is coiled, contracted, collapsed, their consensual reality is restricted by its interactions with others. In the act of intimacy, that being is unfurled, its sensations reactive, both object and subject, it is sensitive to the world, its consensuality expanded to its greatest extent. Thus, the pleasure of intimacy is the act of unfurling, the blossoming, the dassein. In a way, the act of intimacy makes one present, imminent, not just in the location where one is, but to the broadest extent, spread out, conjoined with the inherent flow of reality, pulsing in extant. It does this through the intermediary of another, through the consensual resonance of the experience of another, as both subject and object. In effect, the consensual reality produced by acts of intimacy is one which resonant to both or all. Likewise, In the act of intimacy, there is both a recapitulation of the all-in-all principle, and its rejection, for in the fusing of two or more in a consensual resonance, there remains a separateness. In effect, it balances the need to exist as one in all. The generative nature of intimacy between a man and a woman arises out of two components. One the creation of a resonant consensuality, which is both one and the other, and neither, and its attribution of a kind of inertia to that space, created by confidence in expectation matching. There is a folding-off, a pinching, of that joining, which makes it distinct from every other such joining, something lost as a result of that joining that neither can animate independently. This pinching-off, folding, is a space of resonant consensuality, which remains even after the intimacy is complete. In effect, We lose a small part of ourselves in the intimate act, a part that did not exist before the act, and generally does not exist afterwards. The conception of a life within the shadow of that intimacy fills that space of resonant consensuality, a joining of two in one, an opening up after a folding, or pinching off. This all follows from the creation of a consensual space. By all this, it can concluded that it is an inherent property of conscious life to maintain some degree of consensuality. But it can also be seen that the consensual resonance created by the intimate act animates the realities of the participants permanently, to some limited degree. In effect, every joining of two generates a consensual resonance, which is unique, almost totipotent, but changes the participants in the exact manner of its inertia. Now, What does this tell us about consensuality? It tells us first that the intimate act is the ultimate act of attachment, a reflection of an internal state, with concomitant acts of possession. It animates the gateways of grasping, but in that attachment, there is a sublimation, for in the possession and attachment, there is a fusion, not of subject and object, but of two equal partners. Consensuality is generative precisely because it reflects the voluntary nature of the act. In the consent of the participants, the resonant unfurling, blossoming, is possible. But acts of non-consensuality suggest that a consensuality need not have volition to be generative. Even in the midst of non-consensual acts, does a parsing of the consensualities of the participants occur. In past episodes, we discussed how a consensual reality is created by expectation-matching, conjoined expectations, but nowhere is this more potent than in the intimate act. Nevertheless, consensuality and intimacy are not the same. The same unfurling, fusion, resonance, can be generated by social intimacy, mirroring and postural releases between a tonic and a dominant. That's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it, please like,